Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Street Fighter is the long-running granddaddy of fighting games, with 27 entries since its inception in 1987. It's been going for quite a long time. Mostly because Capcom just kept making new versions of the second game, along with non-numbered sequels, before finally getting to Street Fighter 3, six years later. We're talking about Street Fighter learning to count to three, eventually, today on the Unforgettable Luncheon. It's your old pal, Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for another unforgettable luncheon. Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to tell you about Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence. Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence is a documentary about Dark Presence, a fighting game that's been in development for almost 30 years. It follows Doc Mack, a man who, as a teenager, decided to make a new fighting game. Many years, some stumbling blocks, and one giant arcade later. The game still isn't finished. The film chronicles the early years of the game, the many trials and tribulations faced by Doc and company, how he built the world's largest arcade, and where the game is at now. The documentary is a tribute to never giving up on your dreams. The production company behind the film, Year of the Phoenix, has started a Kickstarter to raise funds to finish the film. The campaign runs until April 28th, Can you help us finish the project? I've contributed. You should too. Go to ghostlordkickstarter.com slash start today to contribute. The link is also in the description of this episode. Street Fighter. Without it, there'd be no Mortal Kombat. No Killer Instinct. No Primal Rage. No Full House Fighter. Okay, maybe I made that last one up. Or did I? Released in 1987, Street Fighter focused on Ryu, who joined the Street Fighter tournament to prove he was the best. He fought 10 opponents across 5 countries. Now, the thing about this game was you could only play as Ryu. You didn't have a selection of characters in which to play as. It was the style at the time. The only way to play as a different character was to be the second player in a two-player game. And then you got to play as Ken. If you won the game as Ken, you continued the game as Ken. Of course, if Ryu won, Ryu got to go and continue the game. Other than that, no character selection. You just had Ryu. I did play this game before. I wasn't a fan of it, to be honest. Uh, It was a little rough to play. So, I might give it a try in the future, but other than that, it wasn't fun. Street Fighter II The World Warrior was released in arcades in 1991. And boy, did it ever blow up. You had a choice of eight, yes, eight 
fighters to choose from. You had Ryu and Ken, who were basically identical in every way except appearance. You had Blanca, Chun-Li, Dalsim, Zangief, Guile, and Honda, all with their own special moves, input through precise joystick and button combinations. Which I never learned because I'm a button masher. You fought the other seven characters, along with four boss characters, Balrog, Vega, Saget, not Bob Saget, who's also a carryover from Street Fighter 1, as he was the main boss, and the head bad guy, M. Bison. Now, a little fun fact, three of the names had to get switched around because the character we know as Balrog was originally M. Bison, was supposed to be kind of a parody of Mike Tyson. But they wanted to avoid a likeness uh, infringement lawsuit, so they they moved the name M. Bison to the main bad guy, who was Vega. Vega got moved to the guy with the claws and the mask, who was originally Balrog, and Balrog became the boxer. The only one who didn't get his name switched was Sagan. Of course, they were also trying to avoid, I'm sure, Iron Mike showing up, punching everybody and biting off their ears. But to be honest, I know he's mellowed out in the last, you know, 10, 15 years because now he just drives around in a van solving mysteries with his adopted Chinese daughter, a ghost, and a talking pigeon. That is a great show. I love it. It was an extreme, back to Street Fighter 2, it was an extremely popular game with people spending millions of dollars in quarters, tokens, and whatnot to find out who was the better fighter. That game was constantly crowded in the arcades I went to. You know, I rarely got a chance to play it, especially because it was one of those 50-cent games, and I always got a limited number of quarters or tokens, so I couldn't always play it. And... So I didn't get to play it much until it hit the consoles, and even then it was hard to get. When I was a young man, my mains were either Blanka or Zangief, because they had basically some of the simplest movesets. Now I'm more of a Ken or Guile main, because reasons. In 1992, Street Fighter II Champion Edition was released to the arcades. The main changes were things like the bosses were now playable. You could do a mirror match. So no more fighting over who was going to play as Chun-Li. You could both be Chun-Li. Now shut up and let me read my damn paper in peace, kids. Then came Street Fighter II Hyper Fighting, which just basically made the game faster. That's it. Moving on. Then there was Super Street Fighter II, the new challengers, which added four more characters. DJ, T-Hawk, Fei Long, and Kami a 19-year-old Special Forces Commando with a dark past and a thong bodysuit. Because one of her victory poses is literally her showing off her ass in that thong. I mean, I guess that's one way to get guys to play. But also, how ineffective of a uniform would that be on the Special Forces? You know, running around in a thong, I mean, if you're in the jungle, that's going to chafe and whatnot. That ain't going to be pretty. So, yeah. That was followed by Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 The Quickening, Street Fighter 2 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, and Super Street Fighter 2 Hyper Turbo Championship Purple Monkey Dishwasher. See where I'm going here? In 1995, 
Capcom decided it was time to move away from Street Fighter 2. Does this mean we're finally getting Street Fighter 3? No, of course not. We got Street Fighter Alpha, which brought us Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and Sagat, while adding new playable characters like Adon and Birdie from Street Fighter. Guile's pal Charlie, because Guile probably had a scheduling conflict or a contractual disagreement that prevented him from being in the game. You also got Guy, one of the characters from the side-scrolling beat-em-up game Final Fight, which, fun fact, was originally supposed to be the Street Fighter sequel. And Shogun, one of the bosses from Final Fight, as a playable character. Finally, you get Rose, a fortune teller. I could just see how that fight's going to go. I'm getting a vision. Yes, it's all coming to me. It's getting clearer. It's me kicking your ass. In this game, you also got three bosses. You got Bison from Street Fighter 2. You got Akuma, who is more of a secret boss. And Dan. Yes, just Dan. But surprisingly, he's just some chump who's surprisingly easy to beat, considering, like, all the stuff you have to do to get to him. So, from there, we got Street Fighter, the movie, the game. We've discussed this nonsense previously. Long story short, trying to cash in on the Mortal Kombat realistic realism digital phase craze didn't work. So, we're moving on. I'm not talking anymore about this game. 1996 saw the release of Street Fighter Alpha 2. This made the bosses from Street Fighter Alpha playable, added two more Street Fighter 2 characters, a Street Fighter character, another Final Fight character, and a Japanese schoolgirl named Sakura. Because when you think deadly superpowered martial arts competition, who's the main person you think of? Yes, a Japanese girl in high school. Oh yeah, she's going to be safe. Now, going with the naming convention they've had with the past few games, or at least the past game with the multiple versions of it, can I expect that the next game is going to be Street Fighter 2 Alpha 2 Turbo Hyper Champion Velveeta Underwear Knuckle? One can only hope. Then along, along that time, we got X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Simply put, it's Street Fighter characters fighting X-Men. I want to know, A, what fanboy came up with this, and or B, was somebody at Capcom just sitting there kind of, you know, hits blunt. Man, who would win in a fight? Ryu from Street Fighter or Wolverine? I don't know, man. Let's make a game and find out. Now, I don't know what the beef between the X-Men and the Street Fighter crew was, but it happens. And for the record, Wolverine would slice every one of them motherfuckers up because he's got a healing factor and adamantium claws. He would make fucking Street Fighter sausage. End of fucking story. Next, we get Street Fighter EX, which tried to kind of upgrade itself to match the times in the 90s. Uh, so it used the 3D polygonal graphics. Uh, kind of looked like a fancier Virtual Fighter, even fancier early Tekken, but with better graphics and voiceover. You know, which was the style at the time. 
I haven't actually played this one, but I heard it's really good. So I'll have to give it a chance. Um, it did, of course, eventually get its sequels, like they all do. But, you know, we're not going to go into that right now. Finally, in 1997, we got Street Fighter Three, the new generation. The only returning characters are Ryu and Ken. Because, well, they have to. They're like the faces of the franchise. They, they have to. You know, all the other characters are brand spanking new. You know, most of them have a mission or grudge against the final boss, Gil. Now, my question is, Gil, is he like, is he just some sad, like, guy who floats between jobs is supposed to be a spoof of Jack Lemmon's character in Glengarry Glen Ross? You know, oh, you're going to fight old Gil, are you? Oh, please don't hurt me. Actually, this Gil can manipulate fire and ice, so I think he's a little more powerful than that poor guy. As I said, everybody had some manner of grudge or mission, like the main character of Street Fighter Three, Alex, who was looking to avenge his friend Tom, who uh, was defeated by Gil. They don't exactly say how. Was he just to have his ass kicked? Did he get killed? We don't know. Or there was Dudley, who was a British gentleman boxer, was trying to retrieve his late father's stolen jaguar from Gil. So, there's that. (laughs) Well, they all had a mission or grudge, except, well, Elena. She just wanted to make friends. I played this game. It's pretty solid. And it is worth the wait for with the billion other titles between this and Street Fighter 2. Of course, the sequel upgrade naming convention shenanigans continued with Street Fighter 3 and EX and Alpha all the way until 2008 when we finally got Street Fighter 4. Look at that. Capcom is like Psycho Stick. They can, own, they can finally count to four. Of course, this came 11 years after Street Fighter 3, so we had to wait. You know, they also, of course, with 4, did the Super Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 4 3D, that sort of thing. But they also had some cool ones after that, like Street Fighter vs. Tekken, Street Fighter vs. Mega Man. Street Fighter vs. Tekken, I've heard, is pretty good because it's two legendary fighting franchises together at last. I've yet to try it. I'd love to get my hands on it. Don't know if I ever will. 2016 saw the release of Street Fighter V. Unfortunately, the arcade was only released in Japan, but we did get a console version for the PlayStation and Windows in the U.S. I have played this because, of course, the arcade I go to has the Street Fighter V arcade game. I main guile on that like crazy, and it is absolutely fun. I'm hoping I can find it on Xbox. Now, they would skip to the uh, Street Fighter well three times uh, more before Street Fighter 6. You had Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix in 2008 for the consoles. All right. Uh, Which was basically just a fancy updated version of Street Fighter 2. You had the Super, you had the uh, Hyper Street Fighter 2 Anniversary Edition in 2003. That was, once again, a fancy, updated-for-the-time 
Street Fighter 2 that was meant to celebrate the 15th anniversary of the game coming out. So uh, that wasn't too bad. And then, of course, there was Ultra Street Fighter 2 The Final Challengers, released in 2017 exclusively for the Nintendo Switch, which, once again, was just a fancy updated Street Fighter 2 with a couple extra modes and a lot of problems, I guess. So... Now, I understand it appearing on collections like the 30th Anniversary Collection or what have you. But outside of collections, I'm hoping that's it with Street Fighter 2, that that's the end of that chapter because it's getting annoying. Street Fighter endures even today. With Street Fighter 6 on its way this year to consoles and the arcade, unfortunately, only being released in Japan exclusively. But then again, as we saw at Street Fighter V, that will eventually make its way to the U.S. I can bet on it. Well, that's it for another unforgettable luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch as SteamedHams81. I would love to hear from you, the good and the bad. Just wanting to reach out to me. And if you like what you hear, definitely spread the word. Tell people about it. I will now be posting my uh, podcasts up on YouTube as well uh, for you to see. It'll just won't be seeing me, but you'll be hearing me. Don't forget to check out that Kickstarter for Ghost Lord and the Quest for Dark Presence. Any help would be greatly appreciated. This is Steamed Hams telling you to join me next week when the topic will be something nerdy. <laughs>